The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Kick off the show here. Welcome to the Mafia Cast. I'm your host, Papa Ron. We are here, uh, brought to you, of course, by Buffalo Rumblings. Casey, Mike, joining me as always. What's going on, fellas? Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah. We made it. Thank God. Worked late, but we're here, man. (laughs) Yeah, today's my day off, and I feel like I work harder on my days off than I do at my day job. But what it sounds like, you definitely do. Yeah, well, I... I spent about, I don't know, six, six and a half hours over my mother in laws pulling weeds, mowing yard, trimming edge and trim. I mean, the whole, it's, it's a, it's a chore, but Hey, I made it. I, I got in here like what? Three minutes, four minutes to spare. Hey man, that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> Just enough time to get, get signed in. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's, we got to talk about last weekend. Uh, as a lot of, you know, I was in Buffalo with my family. Uh, we got in there. Late Thursday night, uh, got our Airbnb. Saturday, we got to hang out and actually meet each other face-to-face for the first time. We did. I hear I hear background noise. Sorry, I'm throwing off a little. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. But I don't hear now. I so do as well. <laughs> I'm not playing. Okay. All right, so. Mike, can you turn it off? I don't have it on. I don't know. Oh. Okay. Something weird. Are we good? I don't know. I don't hear it right now. <laughs> All right. Technical difficulties. This is great. Anyways, moving forward. Last weekend, um, the three of us finally got to meet face to face. And um, that was pretty cool. I got to say, we, we met up over at Wingnuts. Uh, the one of two. We <laughs> went to the wrong one first, but that's okay. Um, how, how was y'all's weekend that, that Saturday leading up to, of course, the big Buffalo Rumblings? Uh, Beer Reveal, Megacast, uh, the whole day was fantastic. But I want to hear from you guys what you thought. 
Well, I'm pretty sure Mike and I established that Mrs. Paparon is definitely our favorite Paparon in the family. <laughs> That's okay. No, but she, she came in her Raiders gear, but she was fun to hang out well, with. And underneath that Raiders gear, she had a Bills shirt on, which was so <laughs> cool. You know, you did a good. You picked up the winner, Paparon. You know, she can stay. Even Ranch Boy. You know, Ranch Boy, he was all right, too. <laughs> but what I can Boy, say so- is... Anyone who who's gonna bring the whole family, and I'm talking, we sat down at Wingnuts party at twelve, and it was just <laughs> me and Casey. The rest was Papa Ron and family. You drag your whole whole uh, family across the country, watch Bill's game. You're a diehard. So, well, and that wasn't this all guy almost either. had a whole starting right. eleven. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that was not that's all of so them. Um, one of my daughter's boyfriends, Brent, he couldn't make it. He's he plays baseball. Uh, college baseball, and then um, my daughter in Oklahoma, her and her family couldn't make it. So, so yeah, you bring us all together, we easy have an offense. Easily. <laughs> and a coordinator. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Um, if you missed the Buffalo Rumblings Megacast, you can catch that on the Buffalo Rumblings channel and on wherever you listen to your podcast from. Uh, go take a listen to that. That was, that was great. Uh, I got to say, for me, and I'll let you guys talk on it too, but for me, meeting Joe Miller, Jay Spence, you guys, um, uh, LaShawn German, like, and I know there's others, Sarah, the whole crew was fantastic and almost surreal that for me, like, I know all of these people, I know who they are. Um, we were at the, the tailgate at the mafia house and they were, um, inducting some, some women into the ponchos army. And I leaned over to my wife. I was like, I know every one of them, but I've never met any of them. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool for me. What do you guys think? I just just awesome to, to meet everyone. Like you said, uh, you know, we've been doing this, you know, a little while now, but to actually uh, to meet and hang out with everyone and uh, get together for for home opener weekend, man, and you know, our real deal uh, production there at uh, Resurgence. So yeah. that that was super cool. You know, spotlights on us, uh, speakers going the whole, live to yeah. the whole place. So. Yeah, definitely Bill's a cool experience. Staring you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love, uh, love that we were able to be a part of it and, and hang out and and chat bills. You know, like Ronnie said, like it was putting like the faces to the names. Like after however long, you know, we've all been interacting online and stuff, and you know, you think you know people, you feel like you know these people, but you you don't. Just like we we did, we didn't know each other really till this weekend. And then, like, finally, like, finally, it's it's just amazing. Like, we're meeting all these new people, gaining friends and family just from, like, a football team. You know, just from a, a stupid game that's played 21 weeks a year. You know, what once a week, 21 weeks a year. But we all, we all love it. And, like, we all, like, in Buffalo really is a city of good neighbors. But, like, the Bills is, like, this, <laughs> like the team of good neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm happy because – Oh, your neighbors weren't that your neighbors weren't great no oh yeah you didn't you didn't uh we didn't hear um any uh any events uh from your last night i don't know if we caught up if you feel yeah i think i think you should definitely give everybody a recap as to how your guys's nights were when you were in buffalo yeah it's funny that you say a city of good neighbors uh and then uh, mike you mentioned the mafia i'm pretty sure we were amongst the the real mafia uh, throughout the weekend where we had our Airbnb. I, I don't know my way around Buffalo, so I can't say exactly the location where I was, but 
Uh, night one, we had no no less than two dozen gunshots in the area going Jeez. off. Um, it was wild. And then uh, night two, we're all sitting there. We're playing games. So And uh, my daughter and her, her, her husband, they go out to the, the car to grab, you know, whatever it is they're getting. And all of a sudden we hear this huge explosion. Like it rocked the house. You could feel it in your stomach. Like the concussion was real. That's wild, man. I, I, I legit felt like I was back in Iraq. Like, I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on around here? Um, one of our kids, our, our youngest, uh, he was, he's 15. He was out on the balcony just sitting, getting some fresh air. He actually saw the flash. Really? From the, was, and he comes running <laughs> inside downstairs like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? It was <laughs> wild. It was absolutely crazy. We did consider getting out of there and, and for our third <laughs> night and just getting a hotel. But Hey, I think everyone's just celebrating home opener weekend. You Maybe know? Yeah. that's what it was. That's what we said. We said it was just fireworks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad you guys are all safe. That was a super yeah. nice house, though, by the way. That, that was beautiful. The house was great. Beautiful. Yeah, they did, gorgeous. They did a really good job with Airbnb, upgrading it and updating stuff. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. But, but yeah, I don't think the neighborhood's all that great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, nonetheless, you came to Buffalo and you got some great wings, got to meet some good people, and you got to see a W, which was the most important part of the weekend. And someone yes. also from Idaho scored a touchdown. Well, he went yes. to college there. Uh, Boise to State, Khalil Shakir. Shakir. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, um, the Idahoans were there for the game, and the, the you know Idahoan college kid was uh, caught at that, at that touchdown. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that is cool. It, I do want to add in, so this is a little bit of my rant, I guess, um, when it comes to, 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 to some Bills Mafia. I'm not going to generalize everybody because most of the Bills fans are fantastic people. They're great. but And I don't even know if I told you guys this story. Maybe I did. I can't remember. But um, we were sitting there, and <laughs> we had nosebleeds. Like, we were sitting with God, as Casey said. Um, <laughs> we were the second from the top row. <laughs> So we're sitting there. We pretty much take up a whole bench, right, all from one end to the other. And the yeah. row in front of us, about five, six people down, was this guy. I, obviously, I don't know who he was. It, it's the first quarter. Buffalo lines up. I think it was a fourth and goal. I, I can't remember if it was first, you know, one or two yard line, but they didn't go for it, right? So they they like to kick for the field goal. So it's seven to three. And this guy, and I can't repeat what he said because you know this is a family show. We are G rated here. But he said some expletives, rips off his jersey, throws it onto the ground. He's got a Bills undershirt on. He takes it off and throws that to the ground. He yells some more expletives, saying he's done with the Bills. This team is terrible. And then there's some Raiders fans sitting in front of us, a couple rows in front of him. And he's like, hey, guys, y'all have an extra Raiders jersey or shirt I can wear? I am so done with it. And just going on this rant. Man. I, we all felt bad for his wife or girlfriend, whatever she was sitting next to him, because she was just sitting there, oh. like looking the other direction, completely <laughs> silent. Everybody else is just sitting there looking away from him, like, don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Man. I might man. have opened my mouth a couple of times uh, in his direction. And then I thought, okay, my wife here is in the Raiders gear. I'm over here yelling at some other dude who's being an idiot. This probably isn't a good recipe. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I, so I let it go, but I, it's just, and we see some of that on on social media too. Uh, oh, I don't man. understand it. One some of the stuff wrong, coming yeah. out has has been very scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that that the Patriots fan. That is, I mean, scariest and worst case scenario. That that. Oh yeah, yeah. That is not what this 
sport and what being a fan of a team is about at all. You know, it, it's it's disgusting how like adults are acting yes. full grown men. You know, I understand getting in a heated argument, but there's never a reason over a football game, any sport, to put your hand on some your hands on somebody else. I mean, that's that is, I mean, purely, I mean, crosses the line. Yeah, I, absolutely, and and that guy wasn't the only um, <laughs> evildoer. <laughs> there was a couple of other guys that they they were kind of spaced apart from a little a little bit, and but they were both Bills fans, like yelling at each other. One was yelling at the other because he wasn't standing up during the game. Like he was calling him a bandwagon, oh calling him a bunch of names, giving him the finger because he wasn't standing when the offense was on the field. He wasn't like, and I've been to a game, so I knew nobody sits. <laughs> That's just yeah. how it is. Clearly this guy wanted to sit down. I don't care. You want to sit down to sit, whatever. But somebody else took offense to it, and he was like, they're like yelling back and forth, like, this is ridiculous over sitting down on the bench or not. Like, that is, yeah, that, yeah. So, other than that, so alcohol stuff, we we had a great, stay away from it. Yeah, we had a great weekend, though, other than other than that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, the weekend was fantastic. Um, we met up afterwards, tried to get some wings. Uh, Barfields was cram packed. That that was a failure. We saw yeah, Spence was, again there. Were they able to say bye to him before we left yeah. town? You know? Yeah, Spence the yep. King was there again. Um, I, and I, I do want to throw this in there for our listeners and viewers. Like being a part of that mega cast and meeting everybody face to face, you guys, then the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew. Um, I, I do want to start doing a little bit more crossover shows. I like bring on some of those other guys like Jeremiah mm-hmm. and Joe Miller onto our show and maybe vice versa. So, for sure. Um, you know, going forward, we do hope to, to kind of incorporate a little bit of that because, um, I mean, the Buffalo Rumblings people, they know what they're talking about. They know football. They know the Bills. And they've been doing this for a long time, and they're great people. So we want to start, you know, kind of bringing them in. So I think that would be a lot of fun. We're like too. another family so, inside the Bills Mafia family. Well, I yeah, think Ronnie cool. just wants people here that actually know what they're talking about and aren't just yeah. here for their looks. Yeah. So you guys are. Well, that's not me either. <laughs> 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 Maybe the two of you, but. Um, Ooh, so, I don't yeah. know about that one. All right, so let's get to the game, though. What did you guys think about the game? I mean, I after the first drive, I looked Mike dead in the eye. I go, well, I took under 18 and a half points. That's not looking too hot. And right. you know, by the end, you know, by the end of the game, it was looking real hot. <laughs> but yeah. it was. I mean, it was. It went. It went how it needed to go for like Bills Mafia's like mental state of mind. You know, it needed to be a clean, crisp game. I mean, there was no – the exciting plays happened on defense. You know, they didn't – they weren't the giant bombs to Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. You know, it was the longest pass was Josh's – I mean, dump over to Gabe that he ran for 40 yards. But there was nothing, you know, no high air yard passes. There was uh, no huge monster, monster runs. You know, Josh tried to leap a couple of times. They got smacked. Um, but I mean, the defense, I mean, played great. I mean, they just, they just, it, they're like, it, to me, it's like a snake. It just gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Like as the game goes on, like they just take away the tendency and they make the, they make the offense do what they don't want to do. I mean, they held Josh Jacobs in negative two rushing yards. That, that, yeah. that's, I don't yeah, care who, wild. what running back it is. That's crazy. I mean, that, that's nuts. Yeah. That um, awesome. to, have the, to have the three turnovers, you know, it was, 
it was exactly how it needed to go for Bills Mafia to all calm down after that collapse of week one. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a little concerning. I'll go ahead, Ron. Um, no, go ahead. I'll in the, jump in in the beginning, you. just how, you know, we, sh- we struggled. We couldn't move the ball first drive or two and, and Raiders quick up seven, nothing. That so that great. right there, I was like, oh man, but Hey, we pulled it together. And, and like Casey was just saying, we really did our thing out there. So yeah, we needed that one. Yeah. Matt Blount, yeah, was... defensive player of the year. Mm. Yeah. I, I just want to add, because you mentioned, you know, last week or not last week, but week one's game. And I know it looked not great, but in reality, if you, if, if Allen doesn't make those silly mistakes that he did, we run away with that game. I, I honestly think, believe that because I don't feel like that this team was really struggling necessarily to move the ball. Just he made some really questionable decisions that led to turnovers. That doesn't happen. I don't think that game is that close. No. But you know, and I caught a little bit of a little bit of heat on uh, the during the, the Buffalo Rumblings Mega Cast on Saturday for, uh, and, and even since then, or before then, sorry, about uh, Brees Hall's eighty-three yard run. I know it happened. I get that, and yes, it counts towards fantasy football. I understand that. But he had a hundred, what, hundred two, hundred three yards on two carries, and then like twenty something on the next eight carries. So to me, you remove that one eighty-three yard game. Buffalo held even Brees Hall and the Jets offense to under four yards per carry. And then we see what they did against the Raiders. I personally am not concerned about the run defense. So no. as far as as far as the run defense, Mike, what do you what do you think on that? You just said no, but elaborate. I'm not I'm not too concerned. Because like you said, we were just, you know, a couple stops away from that just negating that. You know, if we could have just stopped those couple plays, um, the Brees Hall, the Brees Hall runs. Um I'd like to just say I'm less concerned than I was going into this year because Bernard looks like I feel like he's making slight improvements. He, he's going to work into that role, and, um, you know, it's just going to work out. He played yeah. well enough to get somebody to retire. I mean, <laughs> I, I – well, I, I think that's why Kirksey retired. I think Bernard's playing so well that they're like, all right, you know, if, if this is like the base that Bernard plays – that this that's fine, you know, like that that's good, basically good enough to where they don't have to invest anymore and in, in try to work the um, roster in order to fit Kirksey onto it. If they did want to, you know, just elevate him for a game and sign with the active fifty three, uh, I and I think Kirksey was like, I don't feel like trying to try out for a whole another team and go through this process all over again, you know. So I I think it's more of a kudos to Bernard than it really is. You know, Kirksey being like, ah, screw this. You know, I'm done. Right. Yeah. I and I I do agree to to an extent, but I also question why wouldn't Kirksey just want to collect a paycheck? Like, even if he's a, a backup, not playing much, like, great. I'll sit the bench for a few million bucks. <laughs> yeah, but it, well, he's not getting a few. Mil- he wasn't getting a few million bucks. I mean, but like, I understand what you mean. But also, he's played in the NFL for nine seasons. He's made his money, you know. So, if he's going to get an, another half million dollars before taxes, whatever he would have gotten this year, like it, to him, I mean that that's just not. I, I that not being worth like all the like wear and tear your body's going to go through, even being just on the practice squad. He's old, yeah. like you, Pop. Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm he's not like thirty. That old. 
He's like 30. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I wish I was that old, 30. <laughs> I'd be right between the two of you. Um, I'm creeping yeah. up. I'm creeping up. What else from this game kind of stood out for you guys, Casey? Uh, James Cook can run between the tackles. And he's really, really fast in person. Like it, <laughs> yeah. like just like the speed, the speed that it like it seemed effortless for him to like get around, get to and around the corner, the edge of the line, you know. And people, it was like once he got in the open field, if somebody didn't have like nobody's going to catch him from behind. People better be coming from the side to catch him. He just hasn't had that opportunity to break that seventy-yard run yet. But I mean, I you can see one of those, one or two of those is coming pretty, pretty soon, in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, it's James Cook and just the efficiency of the run game as a whole. He almost broke one at the end of the game. Go Latavius Murray. Yeah, that's sweet. (laughs) So you mentioned the running game, so it it makes me think of of our line. Kudos to Spencer Brown. Um, Yes, played a solid game. Um. So in our line as a whole, you know, you, you're not going to have those runs um, without them guys doing the job in the trenches. So so good job there. Um, but what really stuck out to me is just the difference from last week. Um, Josh was hell-bent on getting that long ball against the Jets, and we totally just yeah. out the window with that, and we were just gaining five yards here, ten yards there, and that was great. I loved it. So That I offense looked like a Tom Brady offense. It looked like – you know, the five yards every single time, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to kill a death by a thousand cups. Yeah. You know, motions, uh, different formations, bunches, uh, you know, people running back forth, changing sides really, really kind of kept them guessing a little bit. Yeah. I thought it was a great uh, game plan. Well executed. Uh, you know, you mentioned Tom Brady, he won seven Super Bowls doing just that, you know? So I, I, I do hope that going forward, this is the recipe that we see. Is it as exciting? No, but 38 points sure as hell is. Um, yep. And I don't think anybody in the league can beat the Bills if they put up 35-plus points a game, like no one. I think 30. I mean, if the Bills yeah. put up 30 points every game from here on out, they might lose two games, maybe two games. And that's because we have the e- we have the Eagles and the Chiefs on the docket, you know. You're, I'm not going to count either of those teams out. And yeah. Miami twice. Miami twice. I mean, they have an electric offense. Mm-hmm. And there's not a defender in the league that can keep up with Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. So, <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, that is that is true. Um, I wanted to touch really quick on what Roy Collins said. Still waiting for Sherfield to get his first catch. I think we might see a little more living personnel this weekend because of Dawson Knox. Uh, if you don't know, he has not practiced yet this week. Uh, he did not today. Sure what did he? A full participant? He, he, everybody was full today, except for James Cook, who had a baby yesterday. Congratulations, James Cook. And Trey oh, White was on. Come on, on James. Us. Get your priorities together. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, every, congrats, everybody. Though, kidding. James yeah. Cook. Okay, so so maybe we'll we'll see more. You know, the twelve person like we've been seeing. Um, and it looks like Casey's screen is frozen. Oh, there no, he goes. I was Ooh. reading something. Sorry. No. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, so as far as Sherfield, um, as long as they stay in this 12 uh, as much as they are, I didn't see what exact numbers were. I believe week one there was like 
close to 50%. They were in 12. Uh, yeah. If you don't know what 12 personnel is, that's basically two tight ends on the field, two receivers, two tight ends, running back. Um, let's talk about really quick Kincaid. Like I'm wearing a jersey. I, I picked this up at the Buffalo store at the stadium. So super excited about that one. Uh, he is on pace for, I think it's 76, 77 receptions, which would be second all time for rookie tight ends. That's crazy. Um, and But the yardage, that's the only thing. The yardage needs to come up. I think he has like 70 yards total. But I think we, I think the Bills struck big with him. And Osiris Torrance, he's been fantastic too. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think Osiris, I think he's made more of an impact on this offense than Kincaid has. Uh, just, I mean, Bago has played very well. I mean, very, very well. I mean, the line as a whole has, but Spencer Brown doesn't not give up a sack last week to Max Crosby without that help of Osiris Torrance being next to him. You know, a good guard. Um, I, Kincaid, I think I won't be surprised if he doesn't, you know, come and like, get that record uh, just because there are so many mouths to feed around here. Mm-hmm. If he does, I – but if he does at the same time, you know, I won't be shocked because he was asked to be that short yardage, get open at five yards, and then be the yak guy because he's so big and so good after the catch. You know, so I think his I think that's like kind of what he's gonna be is that five for you know forty five to sixty yards and hope and and hopefully a touchdown. But like those catches are all I feel gonna be like the key moment catches. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, I don't I, care about getting all them yards, but Right. Um, there when we need them. Just keep moving. Yeah. Change. And I wanted to. I wanted to see how many first downs he's converted with those catch with those receptions. I believe he's got ten, ten receptions on the season, um, or nine, nine receptions uh, out of ten targets. So he's been yeah great in that respect. Uh, the, if in case you're wondering, the NFL record for rookie tight end is like uh, I think it's 101, 100 something receptions by Mike Dicka. So let's say it was like Mike Dicka. Yeah, that's not going to be touched by anybody anytime soon, like ever. Um, we do have a special request in here uh, in the comments. I do want to go and throw this up. Uh, this is from the Mafia Babes hosting a watch party at the Blackthorn at 2134 Seneca Street this Sunday for the Commanders game in support of Hannah. I'm probably going to say this wrong, but Copesell. Um, Hannah Strong and Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, if you could please mention it. So we're doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you Good get a know. chance to, to go check that out, that would be that would be cool. Um, sorry, it's not the Mafia Babes. It's just the Bill, Bill's Babes. But, yeah, do that. And I am familiar with this individual because I've seen a lot of the stuff on, on uh, social media about her. So it's a super cool thing to, to take a part of. Um, yeah, we love so spreading the love, highlighting we everyone's do. Uh, causes, so. Go check them out. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So let's move on from the game. There's so much we could talk about with that with this game, but we are going to take – oh, I wanted to mention – we do want to mention one more thing. I know it's just two games. There's two things that have impressed me so far that, that kind of stand out. One, Gabe Davis, no drops. Yeah. Zero. I know it's two games, but still, zero drops. The other part is – uh a lot of people probably don't know this. The Bills are currently third in the league in yards after the catch. Really? Yeah. Uh, and they're only like 10 yards away from first. So so it's really cool because these are two things that we, you know, everybody's talked about in the past with the Bills. They they can't catch <laughs> yeah. and, um, and they can't get uh, yak yards. 
but those two things are happening and i think that's a, that's huge for for this season going forward i'm not going to say where they could take them until we get there it's one week at a time we're going to leave it at that mm-hmm. all right well at that let's move on to mike super smart t- stat that's not taking it one week at a time no it's it not. is not go for I'll it know. what do you got I'll, I'll try to make it quick too because i know we got a few topics here um so a little stat i kind of came across and i i haven't dug too much into it but it, it seems to be true to me and that's that every Super Bowl winning team since the beginning has had at least 23 takeaways um, in the season. So, so it's something I want to track. Um, we weren't, I really started thinking about it week one. Cause I was like, <laughs> I, I was looking for a bright spot, even though we didn't get any, uh, any, uh, well, we had one takeaway, I think, right? Week one. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it wasn't no. looking good after that, but I, I stumbled upon this stat. And, and now we're, we're kind of right back on pace, too, so I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about it. But every Super Bowl winning team has had at least 23 takeaways. Um, we're at four right now, uh, looking pretty good, but there's there's several teams above us. Dallas got seven takeaways already. Uh, Philly at six, and then – or Philly's got – yeah, Philly at six, Jacksonville, and, and then it goes Pittsburgh, uh, San Francisco, Tampa Bay. They're all ahead of us. Um, so it's just something I, I wanted to follow. Maybe it keeps me uh, keeps me humble, keeps me at bay from from getting my hopes up if we're not meeting that mark. But as of right now, we need like just under one and a half per game, so we're we're looking pretty good right now. <laughs> so I, you know, it's something I'm looking for. And I would be curious to know what the over or not, yeah, the over under on the turnover ratio, plus right. minus what uh, for the teams. That That's what I said. The difference. That's yeah. what I said. So definitely something uh, I might be digging more into um, in the upcoming weeks and, and throughout the season. So so we can look look out for that. But, yeah, just a little tidbit I wanted to add in there, something interesting uh, we could watch out for this year. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360 degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, and one other thing too, one other cool stat: Buffalo is the only team in the league in the top five, both offense and defense. Again, it's two weeks, so <laughs> let's oh, keep it rolling. I didn't have a banner for Ronnie's super smart stat. Come on! <laughs> oh, and calling me super I, smart is way too give me way too much credit. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go we ahead and move we forward. We're already half an hour into this, and we've still got a few more things to get into. However, one of them I think might be go be pretty quick. But before we get to that one, three contenders, three pretenders. Um, are we talking AFC only? All NFL. The whole league. All NFL. Right. 
Yes, sir. The whole league. Oh, Correct. Man. Michael, how about <laughs> you want, go first? I don't want to go first, but I will. Okay. <laughs> um, the contenders is probably harder for me. Um, we know we know who's at the top uh, for the most part, and, and you want to. We're saying the top three contenders in the league, right? Um, and ju- so ju- contenders, the way I took it was contending for the playoffs. Like I, that teams that I consider at this point, I think can make the playoffs as yeah. a wild card or winning their division. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna take off off the top of my uh, power rankings. I'm just gonna take those three. Uh, just, just to make this easy. Cause I know we got a lot to, to get into. So, so I have San Francisco at the top and then, uh, Dallas and Miami, um, Dallas kind of hard to say with the, the recent, uh, the injury, but I haven't lost hope on them, uh, quite yet. Obviously, uh, Miami, like you said, their, their offense, just electric, uh, hard to count them out. So, so those few teams, they are the real deal. Um, you know, we're, we're playing Dallas later this year. So, so that'll be a cool matchup to look out for. Um, as Next far as pre, yeah. yeah. Now, now do you want to do contenders and then go through for pretenders or do you want to just no, go through? Give, give us all six? All right. So, so my first pretender is uh Cincinnati and it's, it's solely on the fact that they are pretending that Joe Burrow is healthy. Um, and now they're sort of digging their hole there. Um, you know, it's like you really sit them out, especially when you're falling behind like this. They gotta, they gotta. I don't know. It's gonna be a long season for him. I, I think. Uh, hopefully, he can stay healthy. You know, I like, I like playing against healthy teams to say we, we beat someone real. You know, um, but yeah, I, I'd say they're number one as the pretender because they're pretending like it's not an issue. I think that guy needs some rest and rehab with that calf. Um, yeah, but who knows if the season's gonna be lost if you don't have him uh, right from the jump. Um, second, I have, uh, new Orleans just because they're, they're power ranked 10th right now, um, on ESPN, but they weren't on my radar at all. Um, so, so that's just sort of a, a personal, uh, dig at the NFL power rankings, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and then, and then the final one, I saved this one for last cause it's the most, most, the most fun. Um, this team ended up in my top 10 power rankings, but I, I, I was kind of set off a little bit about this from this past weekend. All these Raiders fans in here waving their flags around early in the game. Quit pretending you're better than us. Quit it. <laughs> you guys <laughs> never had that game, even though you scored first. You guys aren't as good as you think you are. And the crap talking, you know, the Bills, <laughs> we were chill all day. And you guys just kept digging at us. So you deserve that, L. Quit, quit playing. <laughs> so I love it, Mike. Get him. Yeah. All right, what do you got, Casey? All right. So my contenders. So like I said, I did it. I did it like to. I avoided like the top heavy, you know, the hot, top heavy ones, and went more like on the risky side. And I did Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is very good. I I really do. I think their defense is starting to come together. Trevor Lawrence is really finding his own. He's now got Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Somehow Zay Jones is good at football now. Like <laughs> I, I think that they have, and I think they have a very good team. Uh, then I have Green Bay. I think Jordan Love is kind of surprising us all. I mean, but again, he has Kyle Shanahan at quarterback. I mean, at coach, and that defense is always going to be real as long as it has Jair Alexander at corner. 
And then my wife is going to be very proud of me for saying this, but I think Washington has a real shot at making a wild card. Okay. Their defensive line is good. They, I like Cameron Curl. I like Cameron Curl. I like uh, the rookie corner. Now I'm losing his um, name now. Um, Sam Howell, I told my wife last year, I think he's, I think he's good. I watched him play last year. I've seen him play this year. I, I think he has the potential getting, getting him Eric Bieniemy was the best thing the Washington commanders could have done for him. Um, they have offensive weapons all over the place with Brian, Brian Robinson, uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, uh, Curtis Samuels there. I, I think, I think that they have the potential to be good. And make a wild card. I don't think they're going to push the Eagles for or Dallas for the division. But and then my pretenders is the entire NFC South because there's three teams at two and zero, oh, and that's New Orleans, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. <laughs> and I don't think a single one of those teams win the play get into the playoffs without going like nine and seven and nine and yeah. winning their division. That's you know? rough. I was going to say somebody has to win the division and make the playoffs. So who do you think that's going to be? I think it's going to be New Orleans. I think they have the best quarterback and they have the best defense. And they have they have Chris Olave. Eventually, they'll have Alvin Kamara. They already have um, Jamal Williams at running back. Uh, the best, you know, Jack of all trades guy, Taysom Hill. Um, so I I think somehow New Orleans. Well, not somehow. I think they're just going to scrape through it and and get into the playoffs. Okay, so who are your pretenders? I just give you my pretenders. Oh, all three. Never, <laughs> all three. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to kind of go with the risky side as well. First of all, I'm going to, and I, I apologize now, but the Washington Commanders, that's a no for me. One, I, I need to see more from Sam Howell. Uh, yeah, he's played well for the first, through, through two weeks. Yes, that defensive front might be the best defensive front four in, in the football, but that kind of stops there. Like, They've got some weapons on the offensive side of the ball, uh, but I feel like they're still kind of learning the uh, enemy's uh, system. Howell is still growing, still developing. I think this team is on the right path, but I don't see three teams out of the NFC East making the playoffs. I just don't. Um, Dallas and Philadelphia, to me, are locks for the playoffs. Which one of those two wins that division is beyond me. I'm not even going to sit here and try no to pretend like I know. Yeah. So for me, Washington makes that pretenders list. Uh, we'll stick with the NFC side. Uh, Atlanta, Saints, Buccaneers, uh, they are definitely a pretender. I know they're 2-0, but they're 2-0 with Baker Mayfield. There's just no way this team is going to continue winning with him at the helm all season long. Yes, he can pull out some wins here and there, um, but again, I, I don't see it. And, oh my gosh, another a third pretender. Um I'm going to have to go Green Bay, I think, because of Jordan Love. Uh, again, it's another quarterback, and this is a quarterback-driven league. He just hasn't shown me enough yet. Is he playing okay? Eh, okay. But in this league, you need more than just a game manager to be successful and to to get anywhere. Tell that to the 49ers. <laughs> tell that Garoppolo. to Kyle's. Tell that to Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, there's been some examples in the past. He did not win a Super Bowl, though. Just saying, I'm, that. Talk, but, I'm yes. talking about Brock. Brock Purdy is he, the definition of a game manager, and he is 10 and 0. No, I think the Purdy's more to that. That's another discussion, though. But <laughs> <laughs> um, for the contenders, 
who see you I can like cop out or you can be interesting I, like me <laughs> i do like jacksonville and especially with that division that they play in um, oh yeah i yeah i don't see any way that they lose that division honestly the colts have actually played better than i expected them to to be honest uh, however um I, there's they don't have enough to to compete the Titans, they have no quarterback. They'd be better off with me throwing passes back there. And then, I mean, Texans, I think Texans are heading in the right direction as well. But um, they've still got a long ways to go in, in their year one rebuild. Mm, Jets are a definite pretender. Well, if, now, if, yes. Now, yes. If not for the injury, maybe we'll be talking differently. But um, – yeah, I think that's all I've got for right now because with only two games in, we don't have a lot to go off it's of. Hard. Like the Rams, right. the Rams looked good last week. They were terrible in week one. Uh, Seattle, they've got some good players. Uh, Chargers Smith. look amazing except yeah. for their defense. Their Everyone's defense kind of still awful. getting their feet under them at this point. Yeah. Remember when J.C. Jackson was good at football? Like, <laughs> that was a long time. It, I mean, that was like two years ago, but that feels like it was 10. I mean, he gets you know, cooked by receivers now. Yeah. Can, can we just say, as far as the Chargers are concerned, I think it's kind of funny. The number one, I think it's odd that Staley even has a job still. Personally, I would have fired him last season. Yeah. He His coaching yeah. decisions in game have cost his team games multiple times. Um, the other part is they fire the OC, they go out and they bring in Kellen Moore. The offense isn't the problem, though. <laughs> That defense has not been able to stop anybody for three years now. Um, I mean, they look like a, a JV squad out there. So, and I mean, that's why they, they have all the pieces. I mean, they have yeah. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, JC Jackson. Um, oh my gosh, uh, the uh, Asante Samuel Jr. You know, they have uh, two li- Eric Kendricks at linebacker, Derwin James, the best safety in football. But they give up. 35 points a game. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, we literally would be better coaches than them, I, I think. Yeah, for sure. Think. Not me. You guys. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can learn a lot from Madden. True. Yeah. You <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on after that one. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, <laughs> let's get to this. Okay, I'm just going to put this out of here right now. This is the, the section I think is going to go kind of fast because I am not ready for this. I do not have a top ten, but I will critique y'all's. So we'll, we'll start with you, any, mini money, mo, Casey, go. All right. So for my top ten, I have San Fran, Philly, Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo, Casey, Miami, Jacksonville, Green Bay. Is that 12? Nope, I used my fingers. <laughs> okay. Right, say the top five again. San Fran, Philly, Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. Okay. I, I have all those teams in my top five, but one. All right, what's yours? K- 
can you guess what team is not in the top five? Baltimore. No, I put us at number six. I put the Bills at number six. Oh, okay. Um, I, I put Miami above us. I have San Francisco. Well, yeah, I, I have Miami, I have Baltimore, and Philly above us. So I have San Francisco one, then Dallas, Miami, Philly, Baltimore, then Buffalo. Okay. Um, what's it, your- you know, when you when the, with these powerings, especially this early in the season, it is hard because I know the Buffalo kind of laid a sneaker in week one. But knowing the team the way that we do, and there was the Raiders, so it's not like they beat up on the Cowboys or the Dolphins or whoever. But I just I do feel like from what we've seen so far in the field, Buffalo is one of the more complete teams in the league. I would put Philadelphia, probably San Francisco up there as well as more complete teams. I just can't get behind Miami right now. Yes, they're 2-0. Uh, if I did a power rankings top 10, honestly, I would probably at this point put the Dolphins ahead of Buffalo. But I just, I'm not sold on their on their defense still. And right. I, I don't think they have a defense to, to compete um, all the way through to the end, whereas I think Buffalo does. Uh, I think San Francisco does. Obviously, Dallas does. In fact, Dallas, they are number one in the league in points scored and points allowed. Um, however, for yardage, their offense is ranked, I think, like 13, 14, somewhere around there, which is interesting that they're so low on that list, yet their points. But I think their defense scored some of those. <laughs> so Well, it also helps. Excuse me. Their defense is causing turnovers and the yeah. offense is getting shorter fields. Right. True. So that you know, that's going to hurt the offensive numbers a little bit. You know, So everything, everything's always going to be like a give and take. But, yeah, I mean, they, score, they put up 30-some-odd points a game. Like, it's I – mean, even if the defense puts up seven, darn, we still put up 23 points right. as an offense. I, when it comes to Buffalo, I think the only thing that really kind of stands out to me that might be a little concerning for me at this point, um, we as a team, we only have three sacks. Uh, yes. So that's a little surprising to me. Uh, I think that um, uh, I would have expected maybe even five or six at this point. But I, we didn't have a show after the, the Bills – week one game. So can I jump back to that just briefly? And I want to talk about <laughs> a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but I think the jets kind of lucked out a little bit, not long-term obviously, but in that game, because Zach Wilson is far more athletic than a 40 year old Aaron Rodgers, and Buffalo was absolutely getting after Aaron Rodgers. He had four drawbacks and was pressured on every single one of them. And one of which ended up in a sack. They got pressure on Wilson, but he's athletic enough to get out of those. So I think had Rodgers stayed in that game, I think we would have got to him a few more times. See, here's where I'll contradict you on that. Where We just played Jimmy G, who's a freaking statue in the pocket, and yep, yep. We, could, we couldn't get to him. So that, it shows that there's an actual somewhat of an issue there. So do you are you concerned about that going forward or just until maybe when like because the pressure is getting there the guys are getting there uh, I feel like the turnovers that they forced on on Sunday which I'm going to toot my horn on the megacast I specifically said shut down Josh Jacobs and Garoppolo will give you some and he did just that that's exactly what the Bills did but those pressures did turn into turnovers so personally I would rather have that than the sacks true because turnovers lead to but points. we're also not going to be playing but we're also not going to be playing quarterbacks as bad as Jimmy G 
coming out pretty yeah. soon. You know, Patrick Mahomes is pretty good against the pressure. You know, I mean, Dak, I mean, Dak Prescott is, you know, wishy-washy, but I I would rather have the sacks. I would rather have the cons- the consistency of the sacks. And I, I, we can't go through another season with, you know, 32, 36 sacks in a season while having you know, Leonard Floyd and Agru and A.J. Apinesa and Von Miller and Daquan Jones, Puna Ford, Ed Oliver, you know, for his months, we're all like, look at Ed Oliver and all these guys playing well. They're getting tackles for loss. Yes, fantastic. I mean, that, that's as good as a sack on a run play, but we're still not getting the sacks like at all. It's just, it's like we'd still have Jerry Hughes back here. You know, he was the king of pressure, <laughs> but only got you six sacks in the season. You know, that we're yeah. like, I think Bill's Mafia is kind of tired of that. You know, we're, we're, we want the end result at this point. Which is why we brought Vaughn in to finish the job and actually get get that sack number, but I don't want to have to rely on Von Miller coming off his second ACL tear and in, in the fifth week of the season. Yeah, I I agree on that. And if you look at the PFF numbers for that front for our defensive front, they're actually pretty good. I get Oliver is having a terrific season so far, the best of his career. Long ways to go still, but. Um, Greg Rousseau, he's getting at, he's getting in there, he's getting pressure. So it'll be interesting to see how things are going forward. And then, of course, when Von Miller comes back, um, I do. I, I mean, I anticipate the sack numbers to to go up. Yeah. You know, obviously, once you know he returns. But um, all right. So that's the contenders, pretenders. We kind of you know digress a little bit. <laughs> but uh, let's. We talked about the power ranking. So Washington versus Buffalo. That's the uh, the game this week. Washington is 2-0, but before we move forward, that's against Denver and against the Cardinals, quite possibly the two worst teams in the league. Both of those games, Washington barely won. One of them they had to come back to win and then almost gave it away again <laughs> against the Broncos. But So what do you guys think about the, the – the, I almost said the Washington other team, the Commanders. What do you guys think of them? Are, you mentioned that you, don't, you think they're a contender. So what do you think about this game coming up? I think it's going to be like close in the beginning, you know, for, through the first like quarter and a half. Like it's going like it's going to be tight. I don't think it's going to be very pretty. It's not going to be as like pretty as it was this past week. I feel like Josh is going to get a little dirty. Um but I still think I mean like you said, I mean they have good defensive pieces along the front line. I like Cameron Curl, their rookie corner. You know, I like him. I don't think he's, you know, gonna lock anybody down yet, especially someone like Stefan Diggs. I would expect this game to be I don't want to give away my uh, score prediction yet, but it, I the, I think the Bills are gonna win it and it it won't look as close as the score. It won't feel as close as the score is gonna be. All right. What do you think, Kate, Mike? What, um, what concerns you with this game outside of – I think everybody's a little bit worried about the defensive front of the commanders, but outside of that. That's, I, I can't really say anything's really sticking out to me that would concern me about Washington. I just hope we don't self-destruct with, like, penalties, you know, making mistakes, bad decisions. I hope we're not doing this, you know, week one. And then, you know, complete opposite yeah. week two. I hope we don't do this uh, bounce back and forth thing um, unless we, you know, get some consistency right when we need it, end of the year. But um, but nothing really stands out about 
them. They just they just don't have the offense that we do. Um, I think like Scary Terry, he's he's not even like top fifty maybe in yards right now for receivers. So, I mean, just just little things like that makes me makes me think that we are not going to really struggle this game too much. Yeah, I. I think it'll be somewhat of a low-scoring game. I do think Buffalo will get theirs um, because, yeah, they've got a great pass rush. But if Buffalo comes out and does what they did last week with the short game, that front four is not going to have enough time. They're just not. So um, that's kind of what I'm expecting to see is more of the the same from that game. But I'm with you uh, as far as uh, I don't want to see the back and forth, one week this, one week that. Uh, right. You know, Steve Tasker in One Bills Live said it perfectly. The only team in the NFL that can beat the Bills is the Bills. Like, that's hands and down. I wouldn't even put it that far. The only person that can beat the only team that can beat the Bills is literally only Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen is the only person that can beat the Bills. So, this is a good question here. How much success can Cook have running between the tackles uh, of Washington? <sighs> Those two defensive tackles in Washington might be the best duo in football. Duran so, and John Allen. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. So I I would expect more of the outside game on this one. Uh I do hope to see some of the screens to the wide receivers. Um this team is they've just haven't been a great screen team in years past. We've seen a little bit more this year, but I do think they can get them with the wide receiver screens. Uh, get the ball outside to Hardy, Diggs. Uh, that play that we saw last week with Diggs in the backfield, and then he dumped it off. That was basically a screen. That was fantastic. That was a great play call. It was. So, you know, I want to see more of that, and I think we might because that's a great way to kind of neutralize a, a, a dominant pass rush, which I think we're going to see from Washington. All right. Uh, Spence says we shouldn't be running Cook between the tackles. Depends again. Depends on the opponent. It really does, and I, I think this is not the week to do it. But maybe the other two guys. I don't. I don't think it's week to run anybody between the tackles. You know, this is going to be a week to where I feel like we win this game running to the outside, quick. You know, quick crossing routes coming on the inside from the from the receivers, and like you said, then the screen game. I'd like to see Kincaid get a screen. You know, we've seen we've seen Gilliam get screens in the past and Knox get screens in the past. I would love to see Kincaid get a screen this week. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say with Kincaid, he reminds me a lot of Dawson Knox when he catches the ball. He catches mm-hmm. it, turns the field, and he's looking to pull yeah. right someone. Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah, – that, that yeah. mentality is the same. <laughs> That's what's so funny. He took a lick in the end zone right in front of us too. He, he yeah, quite he a, did. Quite a good hit there. Um, yes, he did. Kudos to him getting up, sticking with it. It's like welcome to the NFL. I was thinking, (laughs) yeah, that was definitely his welcome to the NFL hit. (laughs) Kincaid made me not feel as bad about the uh Devontae Adams thing because I felt it was a little late. Well, I was what we were sitting next to some people and they were like, I can't believe they threw the flag on Taylor Rapp on that Devontae Adams hit. And I was like, hold on a minute, I was like, we were all just begging for that same exact flag to be thrown when Kincaid got hit. I was yeah, like, we yeah. didn't get it. I was like, so we cannot complain that they got the flag right this time. I was like, as much as it sucks, it's the right. Get it wrong twice. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, so we're almost done with this show. We do have to do this. 
this bet that we all lost and do the pie in the face. However, really quick before we get to there, Mike, what's your score prediction? I'm going to say 23, 23. Let's do 23 to 10. <laughs> Shut them down. One touchdown, one field goal. Okay. 23 to 10 bills. All right. You got? Uh, I'm going to go 24, 13. And I've got a dog over here. He's 120 pounds trying to get my lap. Sorry. <laughs> well, maybe if you didn't have a bowl of whipped cream next to him for the last hour. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, well, that's already been disposed of. My wife is standing here, right here, waiting to smash this in my face. I know. And, Sarah's and over here taking selfies with the pie, getting ready. Hi, right, what's your hi, Jamie. Thirty-one uh, seventeen Buffalo, and I don't think it's as 17. close. I don't think it's as close. All right. Well, let's All get right. this over with. None of us picked the right. It is pie First time. The All right, the jersey got to come off. Hold on. You, you know what the worst part about this is? I'm a loser, and my wife is out of town, and I have to pie myself. Yeah, yeah that's a sad man right there, Casey. Pie like, himself. It's very depressing. The dog is eating whipped cream, guys. All right, all right, ready? Hold on, that's not fair. You're getting you're getting less pie because he's because uh, the best day ever. I'm, all right, on the count of three, guys. All right, one, one, one two, 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 three, three. Oh, oh! You could at least pulled it away. You just left it stuck to my face. <laughs> Mike, you didn't right. take your headset off. No, I didn't. Well, we got I, it here. Not my nose. I got my right. headset off. I got some cleanup to do. Yep. All right. I feel like Miss Doubtfire. Will... Hello. <laughs> All right, we're going to get on out of here, guys. Uh, we'll see you everybody next week. Uh, hope for a great game, another Bills win, and go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. This whipped cream's really good.